Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Tuesday the 28th of September. So, we've made it to another Tuesday. That means Monday is behind us. Maybe you got off to a rip-roaring great week. Sorry to use that term. But maybe you got off to a slower start to your week. It started positive maybe for some, started negative maybe for others, but that's okay. There's still plenty of time to find some positives. If you started positive, that's all right. Keep that momentum going. There is so much happening in the world around us, and sometimes it is. um, We need to slow down and think about what we both appreciate and both desire to Um, change or influence in positive ways and of course think about what changes and influences you in positive ways you know just take some time to think about things of that nature as these days can go by really quickly sometimes you know it's not always the easiest to pause and reflect or um, have a moment for introspection but take a moment and see All right, well, yesterday I only gave you some positive news. I felt like I needed that on a Monday for myself. Today, though, I'm going to talk to you about one story that's been happening for a while, but is really suddenly creeping in further and further to uh, American culture. And it's bleeding into politics as well. And it is not a matter of politics. And it should not be. All right, we'll get to that in just a moment. Thank you for joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. All right, so the news story I want to talk to you today is uh, about is um, white white replacement theory and what is happening uh, around us right now. Um... So there's a conversation written up as an article, but uh, it can also be listened to on NPR. Um, And it's an interview with Lulu Garcia Navarro with Kathleen Ballou. Uh, And it is very fascinating. Listen um, or read if you only have time to read the transcript. You can find that on NPR.org. And there's also an article from MSNBC that uh, I I found as well. And um, that one is by uh, Steve Benin. So, if you're familiar with what great uh, the replacement theory is, it is um, the idea that white people are being replaced by, um, as this article puts it, uh, nefarious forces. It could be Democrats, globalists, immigration advocates at all are working to put forth, uh, to get rid of um, white people and replace them with people of color. Uh, Part of it is from other countries, but it's not only. So the reason is, is because of the immigration issues. Um, before it was put by a former president, uh, twice impeached Donald Trump, uh, 
as um, you know, my language is the quote. Uh, people coming from shithole countries, a lot of that was African nations or um, people of color. But then when they come from Europe, there's no problem. Because oftentimes it's uh, uh, white people who come from Europe. So, Tucker Carlson, that human piece of garbage, has been talking about this for several years. But it's now really starting to pick up momentum politically. Um, There's other uh, senators or House representative members who are using this as a talking point in their daily rhetoric. They're afraid of the racial mix of the USA and they want to keep it predominantly white. And if you look at what happened with the census just uh, this past year, you know, the results came out um, August. For the first time since the 1800s, there has been a decline in the white population. Places are becoming more and more um, complex, mixed racially. So the fear comes from these white supremacists, that they're being replaced, hence the great replacement theory. Instead of looking at it as a positive of of being mixed cultures and uh, for the greater good of humanity, they look at it as if white men specifically are now victims. Victims of being replaced. They're still a majority, white people in the country are still the majority. And and again, this has been politicized to incite fear in, um, in people who are sympathetic to white supremacy because they put it around the idea of what happens when, you know, now you have, if you have all these minority voters, they say that they're going to vote liberal. So then we're going to have a liberal, um, you know, people in the White House and the Senate and, and the um, House of Representatives. And then, of course, they're going to replace all all these uh, uh, white people everywhere not with all these these immigrants and these people of color. And then it's going to be this, as they would put it, the socialist agenda is in full effect. So they're. They're doing everything they can to stop these voting laws because they don't want these immigrants to vote. They don't want these people of color to vote. And if you look at how that moves into other facets of of things, I'm going to relate it to two things. Look at the abortion ban that has happened in Uh, Texas, and now other states are trying to model theirs after it. Who are those that are most affected by it? Chances are it's not wealthy people. Oftentimes it's not wealthy white people. But it will be more poor people and more black and brown poor people specifically. They're the ones who are not going to be able to 
cross state lines to to uh, possibly have an abortion or find another way or have more contraceptive or more help if they do have children because it's clearly not about the children when, when you talk about that it's about the control and it's about the replacement they connect and then if you look at it through the education well, what's one thing that they are uh, against teaching in schools? Well, this whole CRT thing has come up. The critical race theory has come up. They don't want to teach about the black experience in, in the U.S. Uh, or anything that would make uh, a white student feel bad. So they're going to completely destroy that. That can't be taught. So why would people then want to be here to go to schools for not the education that would teach them about themselves? They all connect. This whole idea of white supremacy is being transformed into other aspects. And it's being taken politically when this should not be political. This should be humanity and morality. These are issues that present themselves to us and we must break down these barriers. But when you have a Fox News host who has one of the most watched uh, news programs and has been told that or, or it's been said about his program that it's really opinion and not about uh, fact and that's why they can get away with it. Well... Who's going to fact check during? Because Fox News doesn't. You can only find it if you are looking for it. But again, it's fear-based. The people who are watching are afraid that what he's saying is true. That they're being replaced. That critical race theory is being taught. That white people are supposed to be feeling bad and that they're going to lose this power... But nobody tells us what the real reasons are. The, the Anti-Defamation League is trying to get um, Tucker Carlson off the air. And then Matt Geitz, he's a rep from Florida, basically said that um, the Anti-Defamation League is a racist organization. That was his response. So again, this is popping up more and more places this great replacement theory and Tucker Carlson first started talking about this several years back and his leader of this is former president twice impeached Donald Trump why do you think it was make America great again a new platform to run on I I want you to dig into into this okay we have to call it out we have to pr show people that it's a lie we have to connect the dots and we have to do better in our communities in a larger picture because why 
Why is integration so bad? Why? I don't know. Alright, enough of that. I'm going to switch to some positives. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a moment. It's time for some positive news. All right, my first positive news story comes from goodnewsnetwork.org, and it is by Andy Corbley. All right, so this is about a um, new supermarket. That's how they put it. It's happening in Vancouver. So what's really happening is it's going to be opening where they're going to be selling unwanted food and produce. All right. So, the Food Stash Foundations, they call it a Rescued Food Market, will open on October 1st in uh, Vancouver. And it's going to be for three hours every day. And um, they have an overabundance of produce, or a surplus rather, that has been given to them of produce and uh, food. It's available to anyone, whether they're, as the article says, whether they're food insecure looking to reduce their environmental impact, or simply need to cut down on grocery costs on a pay-what-you-feel-rather-than-what-you-can basis. Um, the idea is to have it a little more morality in it, instead of pay-what-you-can, pay-what-you-feel. Um, of course, you know, shoppers encouraged to bring their own bags, but they'll give away uh, a reusable tote uh, to one person if they forget their bag. But anyway, the whole point is... Um, as the executive, Carla Pellegrini, had told uh, Good News Network, 58% of all food produced in Canada becomes waste. 58%. Uh, the UN reports household food waste in the Great White North is 20 kilograms more per capita than the U.S. and rivals poorer nations that have limited access to refrigeration and have to deal with tropical heat and humidity. As uh, Pellegrini says, there's food waste at every level of the supply chain, she means. Whether it's over-ordering, cancelled orders, the shape of the produce isn't meeting the customer's expectation, or approaching best-before dates. Uh, she says, I was really, really surprised how much food waste there is, how much food insecurity there is in Vancouver. So, the Food Stash Foundation gets it gets their food from wholesalers, grocers, and farmers, and delivers it to other organizations that combat food and waste insecurity. So they they have about seventy thousand pounds of food per month. Um, so they had to uh, figure out a way to give this out or to sell it, and that's why they did the rescued food market. And Pellegrini says, 85% of that 70,000 pounds of food doesn't even make it back to our warehouse. It goes right back out the same day with our drivers to other organizations. We even end up with surplus at the end of our weekly operations after the organizations and the boxes. We still sometimes have surplus, so we're interested in offloading that. So that's that's wonderful. Hopefully they can continue uh, with this work. And, you know, if you live in that area then make sure you share and let everybody know so that uh, everybody can go in and get this food at pay what you feel. All right, saves. And yeah, there may be slight imperfections and things, but it doesn't mean they're inedible or will make you sick. You know, the best buy date does not necessarily mean that it goes bad the day after. Remember that, okay? Keep your eye on it, but it doesn't mean it goes bad the day after. 
All right, so my second positive news story is one that I found incredibly fascinating. Um, it's about Florida. So what happened in Florida was a um, a man was accused of stealing diapers. Okay, so the Winter Haven Police Department, they posted a photo on Facebook. Oh, and this article, rather, comes from SunnySkies.com, and I'm guessing it's the organization as a whole that wrote it. My apologies for not saying that right off the bat. Um, the, the father was uh, posted on the Winter Haven Police Department, his picture with his two kids, in a Walmart. And the uh, man attempted to buy items at his cart, but his credit card was declined. They say at one point he went outside with the kids he, after he left his um, card inside and then came back in without the kids and tried different cards and uh, no card worked. So I believe he tried it three different times and he couldn't get the cards to work. So then he ended up um, stealing the diapers. Okay. So I'm not a proponent of stealing. I'm not saying go out and steal what you need. The question is, why did he have to steal? What other things were not there? So this is, I'm just going to uh, put this in, in the terms of uh, people who are poorer and don't have access to resources as easily. It take, can take a while to get these resources. Um, so before you judge him, you don't know that he didn't go through process of trying to get unemployment if he you know doesn't have work or what what covid possibly did to his his family his his work structure we don't know maybe he works three jobs to pay and he still just doesn't make enough money and uh, he couldn't wait till payday there's so many factors here so anyway <clears throat> excuse me the police posted that picture and then we're saying anyone recognize him please call they wanted everybody to identify him Okay, they so the department, you know, obviously looking for him, but what they got instead were people offering to help. There was a comment that says, Dad, I would get a response, but I will pay for these items as long as you leave this man alone. Another person wrote, while I don't condone stealing, why don't you all step up and see how you can help this dad instead of berating him? I'll help pay for the diapers and wipes. There are comment after comment after comment for hundreds of comments that eventually resulted in the charges being dropped. The police department then posted saying, we know everyone is enthralled with the case of the Walmart shopper who walked out without paying up to three attempts with different cards. We did receive a tip of his identity this morning and we made contact with him. We also have been speaking with Walmart and they have signed a waiver of prosecution, meaning no charges will be filed. We delivered this news to the citizen. We also told him of numerous resources available to include the police department. We offered assistance and he declined assistance. Thank you to all of the caring citizens offering help. So many things here. So many things here. Uh, if he did decline their assistance, there must not be a great relationship with him and the police or him in general. Uh, yeah, with yeah, like I said, with police in general, he may have issues. Um, good that the charges were dropped from a company as big as Walmart. Um I think the shame in this case could be enough that maybe he won't steal again. 
because again, I'm not condoning stealing in and of itself. I'm just saying this man could have been in a terrible predicament and we don't know. But the good story is the fact that the community around him was willing to help. Maybe he didn't know that so many people would be willing to help. And that's a problem. That's a problem. So many people don't know where they can get help and support from. So, it's a negative story, positively, and it's an interesting one that we all think about from our own perspectives. I want you to think about it. How do you feel? I think it's positive that the community helped. I think it's positive that the charges were dropped. I think it's negative that he was stealing. But he was positively trying to take care of his kids. How do you feel about it? You can let me know. You can email me. TheDailyOptimist at Yahoo.com if you want. You can find me on all the social media. The Daily Optipod. Daily Optimist Podcast on Facebook. Daily Optipod on Twitter and Instagram. You can let me know what you think. Alright. Now it's time to talk about your step of the day, action for the day, thought, whatever you want to call it. And as I've been talking about all sorts of things, you know, like research and then feedback and um, setting a plan yesterday, basically, you know, developing today, it's about applying and, uh, you know, application of your plan. Application, you know, means how you put it into process, basically, right? I don't know if that's the literal definition, but that's how you put it into process. So when when putting it into the process, have you gone through all your steps? Did you take enough time to think about the feedback? Did you do your research? Have you uh, come up with a great strategy for development? And now you have to apply. What are you applying? It could be a new sleeping pattern. Okay, you've you've done some research on it, you know, new pillow, new bed, whatever the case may be. And now you've you've learned that uh, seven to eight hours of sleep is best. So how are you going to apply it now? You developed a strategy to go to bed at 12 o'clock and wake up at seven if you're doing seven hours of sleep. Or if you're doing eight and you have to wake up at seven, obviously go to bed at 11. How are you applying it? That's just one way. You know, uh, are you applying your activism in your community? Have you developed a strategy of of talking to people, um, finding others like-minded, helping move forward? Now you're going to apply and attend a meeting or attend a whatever the case may be so that you have an understanding with them and you have moved forward with your ideas. Application can be so many different things, but think about how you can start applying what you want to get accomplished. Is it a new job? Is it uh, better pay from your current job? Is it going back to school? Whatever the case may be. Get your application going. Get Get it going for yourself. Start applying yourself, okay? I know. Easier said than done. But take steps. And my quote is going to come from Isaac Newton. All right, Sir Isaac Newton was an English mathematician, physicist, astronomer, theologian, 
and author and recognized as one of the greatest mathematicians, physicists, and most influential scientists of all time. And his quote goes like this. My powers are ordinary. Only my application brings me success. One more time. My powers are ordinary. Only my application brings me success. He's not a superhero. He wasn't a superhero. Neither are you. Maybe you are secretly. I don't know. But applying yourself is what brings the success. Not some magical powers. The application of it. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. And it's a process. And I have faith that you'll get there. My powers are ordinary. Only my application brings me success. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist today. I appreciate each and every one of you. You got this. I know you do. You'll start applying yourself when you're ready, okay? Don't hold back. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that others can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. All right. Get out there and start applying. I appreciate you all. Until next time, everybody. Please be well.